Think you hate marketing? Think again. Here on the Marketing Chat Podcast, I share practical, relatable tips to make marketing easy and fun. I'm Kelly, a marketing strategist, Squarespace website designer, and founder of the Women Podcasters Academy. I'll be breaking down big ideas into actionable steps so you can get moving with your marketing with way less stress and way more fun. Today's episode is brought to you by the Women Podcasters Academy. The Academy features a full course and supportive community to help you start and grow your own podcast. You can find more information at womenpodcastersacademy.com. Welcome to the Marketing Chat Podcast. I'm so happy you're here today. As a Squarespace website designer, I often get asked, how many pages should I have on my website? I could just tell you as many as it needs to be and be done with it but then we wouldn't have this episode. And as many as it needs to be isn't very strategic. When deciding how many pages to have on your website, you need to be strategic about it. By the way, individual blog posts or podcast episode posts don't count as website pages, but a blog or a podcast blog does count. It's pretty rare today, but some people use just a single page as their website. In that case, they put basic information about themselves, their business, and their services right on one page. Instead of having a separate services page, they would have a contact form or a button that opens in a visitor's email to get more information about services. Having a one-page website isn't ideal. Visitors and potential clients tend to want more information about you and your services than you can give on a single page. I know that I like to click around on people's websites to read their about page and their services page. I also like to read a few posts on their blog or check out their podcast. You can add a blog or a podcast to a single page website, making it a two page website. If you want to start with a single page website, I recommend adding a blog or podcast as soon as possible. A single page website is essentially a landing page. A landing page can be used in a few different ways. You can use a landing page when you're still building a website and want to put up a page that says something like, coming soon. When you do this, I recommend writing more on the page than simply coming soon. Say a little something about your business and consider including a form to sign up for your email list. Ideally, you'll include a lead magnet. If you don't have one yet, you can invite people to sign up to receive updates for when your website goes live. The most common use of a landing page is for sales pages. When you use a landing page as a sales page, you won't have a header or footer on the page. You don't want to make it easy for people to navigate away from the page. You'll include all the information that people need to make a buying decision right there on the page. And you'll include a buy now button more than one actually, in a few places throughout the sales page. So if you're itching to get a website up and you want to launch a service, a course, or some kind of program quickly before building a full website, you can start out by creating a landing page for your website. In this case, you'd have it function like a sales page. You'll include all the information that people need to make a buying decision right on the page. And just like with the sales page, you'll include a buy now button. It can read whatever you want. It's fine if you'd rather people contact you first. In that case, you'd put a contact form on the page or a button with a link to a contact form. All right, so what if you want a full website? 
then how many pages should your website have? Let's think about it strategically. You've got three main goals with your website. The number one goal of your website is to get visitors onto your mailing list. The reality is that 92% of first-time visitors to your site aren't going to buy from you then. So you're going to need to get them onto your mailing list so that you can stay top of mind for when they are ready to buy from you. To do this, you'll need a lead magnet. That is a freebie that you offer in exchange for their name and email address. For more information on lead magnets, check out my blog post called, Why Do I Need a Lead Magnet? And my other blog post called, How Do I Get People to Sign Up for My Lead Magnet? The number two goal of your website is to get visitors to linger on your site so they can get to know you better. You don't want them to bounce away from your homepage before they've explored other pages to see what you're all about. To do this, you'll need specific pages that your audience is looking for. The number three goal of your website is to get visitors to buy from you. Again, the vast majority of visitors won't be buying from you on their first visit. That's why you need a lead magnet to get them on your mailing list. You'll also need engaging content, information about you and your offerings, and social proof that you know your stuff. So let's look at what pages will help you achieve these website goals. First, obviously, you need a homepage. There's several key things that your homepage must have on it to engage your visitors, get them onto your email list, and eventually get them to buy from you. You can check these out on my blog post called Seven Essential Features Every Homepage Must Have. Briefly, they include a clear headline and engaging photo, engaging summary text, an inviting call to action, in other words, your lead magnet, a compelling value proposition, who you are, striking photos, and social proof. Now, people should be able to sign up for your lead magnet right on the homepage or click a button to go to a separate landing page for your lead magnet. I recommend using an external landing page builder for this, such as ConvertKit or Lead Pages, but you could build one on your website. If you do that, you should ideally remove the header and footer from the page to keep visitors from being distracted while signing up for your lead magnet. In the Who You Are section, you want a button with a link to an About page. People tend to want to read more about you. My About page gets almost as many hits every week as my homepage does. So this makes two pages. Your About page should be both friendly and professional. You should start out friendly, giving some basic info about yourself. Share some tidbits that show you relate to your ideal client. Then get into more professional details. You can share some testimonials here too. You may want to end with more personal info, such as random stuff about being a cat person or being a coffee snob or doing karaoke on the weekends, anything that might endear you to your ideal client. Even though visitors might not use it often, people tend to want to see a contact page. Even if you put an email address and or a phone number in the footer of your website, you still need a separate contact page. You can write out your email address and phone number if you want to get really personal, 
or you could have a simple form that visitors fill out that gets sent automatically to your email. That way, visitors don't have access to your email address unless you list it somewhere else on your website. This is pretty impersonal, but the upside of it is that emails arrive in your inbox labeled as coming from the form on your website, so you know exactly what they are. All right, that makes three pages. A couple of required pages that you'll have to put on your website are a privacy policy and a terms and conditions page. These are legal requirements that help protect business websites. I get mine from termly.io. You put links to them in your footer. Now you've got five pages. So let's talk services. Do you have a general services page? Usually you do. Most people have a services page that appears in the top navigation menu. On this page, they list all of their services with links to separate pages where they have more detailed information about each service. So that makes six pages. I do my services a bit differently. I don't have one general services page. I have a services menu item in the top navigation menu, but you can't click on it. When you hover over it, okay, yes, or click on it on your phone, a drop-down menu appears to reveal individual services pages. I do it this way because I want people to read the full information about each service rather than just a summary on a services page. Since doing it this way, I tend to get more hits on the individual services pages than I did when I had one general page that listed all the services. I also like how easy it is for people to hover over the menu item and go straight to a service rather than having to go back to a services page to find the individual services. The way I do this is not standard. Having a general services page is the standard, then having a separate page for each service you offer. That's the norm, so you take your pick. All right, counting pages, you've now got six with a general services page. Then you've got one for each of your separate services. Last essential page coming up. You need a blog or podcast blog. You've got to be sharing new content every week. This helps you achieve your goal of keeping visitors on your website longer. If you don't have valuable content to share, visitors won't have a reason to stick around. There's only so much they can get from reading your homepage, your about page, and your services page. Visitors want content. They want how-tos and tutorials. They want information that will help them achieve their goals. They want information that will help them solve a problem. The more free information you give them, the longer they'll stay on your website. The more free, high-quality information you give them, the more likely they are to get sucked down a rabbit hole of awesomeness. So this makes seven pages, plus your individual services pages. Now, will your website get bigger than this? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) I've got a page for my vision and mission statements. I've got pages for downloading various lead magnets. I've got confirmation pages that visitors get sent to when they fill out a contact form. I've got portfolio pages. I've got a link in bio page for Instagram. 
I don't use Linktree. I created my own page on my website. And I've got a whole separate blog where I post podcast transcripts. My website is pretty big and growing every week. But it's all strategic. And that's the key. I just went through here why you need seven specific pages on your website. And I gave you strategic reasons for each. When you add new pages, figure out how they fit into your website goals. For example, I've had clients in the past tell me that they decided to hire me because they liked what they read on my vision and mission page. When they saw that my values lined up with theirs, that made a difference to them when choosing whom to hire. I choose to post transcripts of my podcasts for two strategic reasons. First, I want to make my podcast accessible to a wider audience. If someone has a hearing impairment, I want them to be able to access my podcast through a transcript instead of not being able to access it at all. So I take the extra time to get transcriptions made, then edit them, create PDFs, upload the PDFs, and create separate pages to view the transcripts in a browser window. The other reason I do this is because sharing transcripts in a separate browser window helps boost search engine optimization. The transcripts give Google an extra page to find for each podcast, and the transcripts are full of keywords that aren't findable on the regular podcast posts. So always think strategically when adding new pages to your website. All right. So the seven pages I recommend for your website are a homepage, an about page, a contact page, a services page, plus individual pages for each service, a privacy policy, a terms and conditions page, and a blog or podcast blog page. Remember to check out the links in the show notes for information on the seven essential features every homepage must have, how do I get people to sign up for my lead magnet, and why do I need a lead magnet? I'd love to read your comments on this episode. You can leave comments on the episodes page on my website, link in the show notes. Wherever you're listening to this, I'd love it if you'd leave me a positive review and subscribe. Thanks so much for being here today. See you next time on the Marketing Chat Podcast.